been the most dedicated worker eventually wears out. At some point, your mental health and well-being means more than the paycheck. This is burnout. You're only human. Burnout. That's a good word for it. When you just wake up and your first thing you do is uh, curse when the alarm <laughs> goes off. Like that's that's how you know you probably hit it. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can recall so many times, man, where you, you hear the alarm and you're, you know, they always say like, just think positive and that's how your day is going to start. Like, I feel like being positive is kind of just like lying to yourself. Like, it's going to be a great day. And then as soon as you walk out the door, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, or or like you know what caused the burnout might have been leadership or poor decision making at work so you wake up in the mindset okay you might change your morning routine okay well on my way to work today i usually have my coffee when i get to work but i'm going to drink it on the way to it today that way feeling a little better by the time i show up you know mm-hmm. maybe listen to a, uh, a new a new record listen to a new podcast something on the way just to change up your day but yep. then the minute you walk through the door like hey everybody by the way um you know, like we were just talking offline. Hey, by the way, uh, we need you to do this and you're going to have to stay late today because, oh, we didn't forgot to tell you that the next shift isn't, c- they're coming in later to support something else. And you're like, what? Okay. Well, there goes my smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it just rips it right off your soul. Right. Or um, I've always had this issue, especially when you're just like beyond exhausted. You could have had like the best recoup day, best recoup weekend you've ever had, you know, like just full on recharge. And as soon as you know that you got to go to sleep for work the next day, instant drain. Everything's like instant. <laughs> Everything's like just gone. And all the happiness has, has erased. You're now back into the slunk mode or the slump mode of having to psych yourself out to go to work. Actually, um, yeah, yeah. When your Sunday gets ruined because all you can think about is what fresh hell awaits you on Monday. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's no good either. I I had this one job um, where it was myself and three other guys. We worked in the office. We would all be sitting in the parking lot, looking at each other to see who's going to be the first one to go in, <laughs> you know, and we would, we would drag it out. Like just really, does it, does it, is it bad if I know that I was one of those three guys, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we would, we were like, just, um, we would really take our time to go to the office because we did because we know as soon as we open the door, our boss is gonna freaking like just come in, guns blazing, screaming at us, or who the first person that comes in. So we it would almost be like this rock paper scissors or or um who's gonna go get well, coffee? Like it was a Mexican it was a Mexican standoff is what it was. Yeah. Except we were all sitting in cars just staring at one another. <laughs> yeah, and you then know what I mean? <laughs> and then finally it's like all right, fine, you know, like it's already ten minutes ten minutes past, so we we have to go in. So one of us is like all right, fine, it's my day today. Opens the door, brah! It's like the full hurricane of of horseshit, and yeah, they, everyone they else take is kind of like Gatling gun, and everyone else is like ah, oh, thank God it's not me. <laughs> and then they uh they finally catch on as to what we're doing. So the first guy gets the the initial shotgun blast and then he kind of just looks over, looks through him and looks at the rest of us like, oh, don't worry, you're getting yours too. Like, oh, he's had coffee today. God damn it. I thought he would burn out. He ran out of energy by the time he's done with the first guy. <laughs> yeah, nope. Yeah, he's he's drinking he's drinking a bang energy or whatever while he's while he's chewing out the first one. So he's got energy to to move on through the next two guys. Like, yeah, man, that's. And then, and then with that, right, those, those constant daily barrage of ass chewings and, and let's face it, it's in that specific situation, they weren't really unwarranted. They were taking out the frustration 
on the current shift onto us. Yeah. Like this shit fell apart today. It's on you guys to fix it. And if you don't fix it, there'll be hell to pay and blah, blah, you know? And so with that alone, you're like, God, every day you're just sitting there like that. What's that Slipknot song where you, I push my fingers into my eyes. Like that was us sitting in the car, like, Ugh, just <laughs> right. <laughs> Listening to some corn man, like, like talking about how he just gets used and abused into like, well, here we go. Round one. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's, that's a problem with burnout. Like, like, you know, and you might have a really cool job or you might enjoy your job or really enjoy the people you're working with, you know, and and then when that starts to hit that that feeling of like, I, I, I just don't even want to go there today. Like, yeah, the people I work with are cool and I know we're going to joke around, but like, I, I just don't have I don't have it in me today to, mm-hmm. to even open my door to walk out of my house, you know. Well, and it gets hard, too, when those people that you look forward to working with are also burnt out and everybody's burnt out and then you just have a whole team of just negativity even if you love the people that you work with it it's a it's a snowball oh that's a good point i didn't think about that yeah you, and that's when you just get the hate clouds the hate clouds forming inside the hangers you know right or you get like those uh forced smiles like <laughs> you know like their face their faces are twitching just to try to get it going what's the white people's way of saying uh kill me uh Living the dream. <laughs> I wish I was dead. That's white people's way of saying I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. Oh, me too. Yeah. You know, that's actually a safety, a safety board thing where, where it talks about how, how to recognize the signs of burnout. Like your top performers aren't doing as great as they normally are. Uh, people's workmanships are starting to drop. Their interest in their work is starting to drop. And then it gets to a point where it starts to turn into, like we said, a safety hazard where since they're not as energetic, they're not as uh, vigilant, they're not as um, enthusiastic. So they'll just like breeze through the steps just so they can get it over with because like, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just, I'm burning at both ends of the candle right now. Just so whichever one puts out first, I mean, we're just going to roll it. Well, or they'll breeze through the steps, but, or, or on the other side, they'll drag their feet with it, right? Because they just don't care if it gets done or not. Yep. So it might be, you know, oh, hey, we have a flight tonight and we got to finish the pre-flight here on on days. And like sw- by the time swings rolls in, you're like, hey, did you guys finish the pre-flight? Um, no, nah, we're only like a quarter of the way through. Like, what what the hell did you do all day, though? You know what I mean? But this is when guys just they just don't care anymore. Like when they don't care whether the program succeeds or fails, that's 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 a sign of burnout as well. Or it can be something subtle like um, how how many of you guys ever got so burned out that. You don't even remember driving to work. You're just like, your whole morning routine is just autopilot. Like the alarm goes off and then your brain like physically wakes up when you're actually at work. So it just kind of like, well, here I am, (laughs) you know, like some, like some dream that never ended. I've had that, but it usually happens to me on the way home. Like work messed you up so bad that you just drive home in silence and you don't even realize, (laughs) you know how you got there. You didn't put on the radio. You didn't listen to nothing. You didn't eat anything. You didn't drink. You just, you just, next thing you know, you're, you're at your house and you're like, what is this? Like, where did it, how, you know, a time warp? You know what I mean? Uh, I think I remember that as a meme where like, you know, work kicked your ass when you're driving the speed limit. <laughs> in oh, <silence>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the way home. Yeah. I've seen that meme. That's a good one. <laughs> but I've done, but like, I've done that too, where I'm just like, you know, I'm just so done for today. Nothing's going to pet me up. I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to waddle my way back and take the drive of shame, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then unfortunate, like the unfortunate side is management, I don't know if they choose not to see it or they don't see it from their position, but, uh, you know, I feel like 
they should do something to at least boost morale or I don't know, like, Hey guys, uh, we, we kicked ass this week. So why don't we just, uh, bounce out early on Friday or, or, you know, just take the day, you know, pay, take the day paid something little, little incentives here and there you could do. Right. Right. Like, uh, I had a job, um, well, a few jobs ago and in the summertime they did what was called summer splash events. So every Thursday at the end of the day, um, they would have like a dip and dots ice cream truck show up or they would have, they would have a Ben and Jerry's ice cream truck, or they would have this, um, like root beer floats. They would make like old fashioned root beer floats on site. They would bring, they would bring in some vendor or whatever it was. And then everybody could go outside like the last, uh, it was like the last hour and a half of the day on mm-hmm. Thursdays. And they say, hey, you know, go out there and everybody can, can chill, hang out, get something to, something to eat, you know, just BS with your coworkers, just exist. Um, right. And that was really nice, you know, it gave some people something to look forward to every Thursday. It was a uh, kind of capping out the week cause there was, you know, four tens or whatever, but, um, it was rounding out the week. They, you know, it was, it was just a nice way to end. Now, of course that was, that was when things were good at that company. And, uh, now things are not so good, but, uh, yeah. So they used to do stuff like that. So here, even in my current position, uh, I brought that up cause I'm, you know, just floating around the hangar and just listening to, it doesn't matter what shop people were in and they're all have the same complaints and they all have the same look and they all have the same, like, who cares, who cares anymore attitude? Like, what's the point? Right. Mm-hmm. So I did go to management and said, Hey, why don't we, uh, incorporate, you know, one of those summer splash events type thing. And they're like, well, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, we could, uh, this and that. I mean, we try to do things every so often. I was like, I was like, you guys brought in like two, two racks of pop for everybody. Or if you're not from the Midwest soda, uh, for everybody, <laughs> you know, and this, and I was like that, nobody gives a damn about that. Like they can just go get that shit themselves. You know, I was like, do something. Do something where it gets them out of the building for 10 minutes or, or you know, not even more than that. Get them out, get them out of the building for an hour. Right. Give them something to look forward to. But they're like, well, who's paying for that? And I was like, I know we have a fund. I know we have a fund here for these type of events. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, so, so utilize some of that or take your managerial skills and uh, go to executive management and rally for us and get a little additional funding so we can do these kind of things. Right. I mean, this company says they pride themselves on retaining, retaining, uh, its most valuable assets, i.e. the people and whatever else. So why not, why not actually put your money where your mouth is? But you know how it goes. Like people are like, well, I feel like if they spend that money, they're spending their own, which maybe they are. Maybe that's where their bonuses come from. So if we don't use any of it, we get bigger bonuses. Who knows? But yeah. But at some point, you know, like you're like, like we were saying earlier, your, your mental health and your well-being means way more than the overtime check or the bonus, you know? Uh, I can also say as far as like the management, management side is concerned, they themselves burn out. And so they're just like, I just want to suck today's dick and get it over with. Like they just, they just want to go home too. Like, I don't care. I'm, I'm tired of hearing people bitch. I'm tired of hearing uh, my boss's bitch. So I'm just going to head down, ass up, do what I got to do and fucking leave. Well, that's a good, that's a good point. Six. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, management are only people too. So not, not only are they getting the complaining from the floor up, they're getting complaining from upper management, executive management down. Right. So I guess they're caught in the middle and they're, they're probably just going like, dude, I just hope a stray meteor rips right <laughs> through the hangar and just hits me specifically. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, that was actually a thing. Um, what is it? A thousand ways to die. Uh, there was an episode where a guy was at a pool party and he gets hit in the chest with a meteor, like a straight up meteor just hits him in the chest. So he falls dead in the pool. Like, what are the odds of that? 
Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> when, you know, you know, they, when the people say, well, when it's your time, it's your time. It was that guy's time. Like, <laughs> right. there's, think about everything that had to happen for him to be standing in that exact spot where that meteor is going to hit. Right. That's crazy. And it, yeah. And so I, I, I can feel for management at that point because they're kind of like the the fix my problems kind of guy or they're they're the scapegoat of the fix my problems thing yeah and as they're just like i i got family too i just want to suck today's dick like i said and just freaking go home because i'm fed up i'm done but then that, that just emphasizes the burnout even more like you know when if you're in a position of influence and you're getting fried the people of and around you are gonna probably getting trashed too or they're probably worse already like they're just at that moment where they're just one nudge push to the point where they just don't give a fuck and leave. If- right. I mean, if they, if they, if the person who can at least start implementing changes or, or, or talk to the people who can make that final decision, if, if I'm going to them as they're my manager and saying, Hey, what about this, this and that? And they're going, eh, I mean, I can bring it up, but it's going to be pointless and this and that. And it's just, you know, the, the typical Eeyore thing. Right. And you're kind of like, Oh, Okay, so then if then at my level you just go, well, there's all these issues and whatever else, but I guess I'll just keep them to myself and and continue on how I'm going because if I take him to him, I mean, he already doesn't care either. So why right. try? Right? right. I mean, no one's going to approach you with that kind of energy or nothing's going to get done with that kind of energy. I'm not saying like jump for the stars or anything like that, but at least have a little bit of enthusiasm when like when someone actually pitches something that's going to help one way or another. Uh I used to do this in when I was in the core, I would have like a little spinny wheel or like a dice roll kit. And I'll have all my guys in um, like listed on either the spinny wheel or on the dice. And then whenever I roll it and their name lands, like, well, today's your day off, <laughs> you know? And so they come in ready to work and shit like, yo, go home. What? And, and it's one of those like, like gifts, like there's got to be a, a twist to it. Like someone says like, hey, go home. Like what I do? <laughs> yeah. Like, hold on. Am I, am I in trouble? <laughs> like no go home really yeah bounce dude yeah just just go home it's cool like okay right and so it started come to the point where like now they now they're like who whose day is it gonna be today right it'll almost always be a wednesday because it's the middle of the week and no one likes to and that's what that's right around the point where people start to die out of their energy sure if they're if they even had energy energy to begin with but wednesday's kind of like they're the slowest time of the of the week other than monday because everyone's gearing back up like Okay, it's your day today. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And then they freaking dip out. Or another incentive is just like kind of give them a reason to either stay, like a good reason, not not like, okay, like this job has to get done. Cause then that just plays into your character. Like, well, the company needs me or the the program needs me. And if I don't do good, then we all fail kind of thing. I, I seen that side of it too. But if you actually give them a, a legit reason, like if you do all, if you can do all this, then, you know, you're, you're in a higher position to get promoted, get a higher bonus, whatever the case may be, something, something to that effect. Like the incentive has to be something that's like valuable to that person. Not just like, okay, here's more money. Like, but I don't care. <laughs> well, so, so to, and, and to play devil's advocate to that. Right. So I see that currently, um, where they say, look, you guys are essential to this, you know, without you guys putting in this overtime and extra effort, we won't be hitting these important milestones this and that and then they're also promising these guys like hey if you do these things like you know we'll put you you know you're in line next to be um you know in leadership or management or whatever else and or or hey you're you're on the top of the list to move to a new site or get this deployment or whatever else and so the guys push and push and push and push right but Mm because they see that carrot dangling in front of them but eventually that carrot loses 
loses its uh, motivation. It doesn't look as yep. good anymore because now I see is it's just an unobtainable carrot that you're just going to keep moving, moving the end zone on me the closer I get. And I'll yep. never, ever get to it. And so, like, I see guys right now going like, yep, they just keep dangling that carrot, but I don't give it. Like, and I heard him say that even a manager say the other day, like, but I don't give a damn about that carrot no more. It's just, it's just all for show. He goes, I'm just trying to ride out my time till the end. Right. And there's a word, there's a phrase for that. Uh, a lot of people have used before. It's called short timing. Like, uh, yep. like I, I don't give a shit. I'm just burning time until my time's up. Like, do what you yeah, tell me. I saw me. that a lot on deployments. You know, just do whatever you do, whatever you need me to do or ask me whatever you need to do. But just know, like, there's an ex- there's an expiration date, you know, so get your laughs now while you can, because once last call happens, you ain't getting shit. And a lot of people just kind of see that as a bluff, like, oh, he ain't going nowhere or she ain't going nowhere. They, they, they got nothing better to do than us. But if they're that burned out, they would rather risk being homeless than to then continue another day at the at the job that you're at. I've seen a lot of that happen. Well, I mean, think about it. Like um, here in California, we have a thing called leave without pay, LWAP. Mm-hmm. And so you got guys, right, that they're so burned out. So they're like, you know what? And they just call out and they call it maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, you know, and and what management doesn't realize. Yeah, they have that time to burn, but the guy's just burning it. Not because he's taking a, not say guy, but it could be girl or guy, but they're just, you know, too to just not be there for the day. They might not be doing anything fun. They might just like go run some errands, go to the grocery store, might not even leave their house. Who knows? Um, and so mm-hmm. management doesn't see that by the burnout or they, maybe they do and they just can't do anything about it. But, but because of burnout, people are taking just random days here and there. Um, you know, you might've really needed them that day, but next thing you know, you're getting a phone call like, Hey, I'm not going to make it in, you know, and nothing they can do if they got the time to burn. But then it gets to the point where, where they burned through their, their vacation time or their sick pay mm-hmm. or whatever. And then management goes, ha, yeah, I guess you have to show up now. Well, in this state, there's a thing called LWAP and they go, nah, I'm just going to LWAP it. Like, really? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Like, well, this could affect your bonus if you take too many LWAP days. And they're like, I, again, I don't care. I'll right. skip a few bills if I have to, I would just rather not be there. And that's a, for me, that's a big sign when guys are like, dude, I've already LWAP like, you know, four days this month and it's only the 15th. And you're like, holy shit. Holy shit. Damn. <laughs> like, uh, that's, Something needs to give. Yeah, at that point, some of your processes just have to change. I mean, uh, people just can't operate like that, and businesses can't operate like that. No, and that's. But I think they, you know, the people who make those decisions or who can effectively make those decisions don't see that they're too high in the chain, right? And they, and I, and I gotta, you know, I gotta admit, some of it is from a very, they're um, most of them are retired military, and this isn't a dig at the military, but they're they're stuck in a very old mindset of of they glorify the burnout right they yeah. basically you work oh i've worked uh, 16 hours every day this week and i've done that for two months straight you know no days off and and it's like a badge of honor for them and they glorify the burnout and they expect everybody else should have to work that way too but a lot of people anymore like i don't want to i don't want to work how my parents did i don't want to work till i'm 40 or for 40 years and then and then then what you know or, or like some people work for 40 years and die, die a year later. Like, what was the point? Yeah. And at the end of the day, what's the, what's the benefit? Like, uh, you know, we've talked about getting taxed like crazy on our overtime. So I'm not really seeing that much of a money bump. So uh, all I'm doing is working myself to death. So why am I doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're giving away the one thing that you can't get more of and that's time. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You get, you guys pretty much were, you took the words out of my mouth as far as, far as uh, glorifying the the grind or glorifying the the burnout. There's also uh, one where they 
they try to one up you when you start feeling like you're about to hit the wall as far as burnout's concerned. Like I was like, oh, I'm not feeling it today. He's like, yeah, well, this guy over here, he only had two hours of sleep and he's here. I'm like, th- thanks. I mean, good for him, but that doesn't help me any. Like it doesn't make me any less tired. It doesn't make me any less uh, exhausted. <laughs> so well, I mean, that's, that's a, so oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off six, but to add to that, right? So just this past week, I heard that exact conversation. One guy was like, "Man, I'm I'm like, you know, I'm trying to trying to pump the brakes so I don't hit the wall, but my I've hit the brakes so hard that they've melted and I can't slow down, sort wow. of thing." And then and then their boss was like, "Like, well, so and so over there is, you know, he's 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 been more, he's been putting sixteen hours a day every day this week, you know." Mm-hmm. But in the program, and I, I swear to God, the the employee responded to his manager, I don't give a fuck. Good for him. <laughs> Let him hit the wall. I don't want to hit the fucking wall. And they're like, also, right. that guy is not married, doesn't have any kids. So he's got nothing right. but time. If that's what he wants to fucking do, let him do it. I don't want to. I'm a different person. And the manager was kind of just standing her eyes are real big. He's like, so I'm out. And the guy, and he fucking went home, went home for the day. Right. I'm fucking done. And I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was, I was kind of golf clapping in the corner. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, I'm curious if this is a, an America thing, because I, I know that a lot of other countries do you know, have a lower hour work week and stuff like that. So I'd be, I'd be very interested in learning um, some of our foreign listeners if uh, if you have other experiences or different experiences or what you guys do to, um, you know, within your guys' companies or whatever to kind of limit the overtime or limit the the burden that's put on the employee. Um, I'd be, I would just be curious. Well, I think you're, I think you're right there, Shoreline, because I know when I was in Europe, oh, a number of years back and I was on the train, I was on the channel uh, going from England to France and I was talking with a guy and he gets, uh, they, he was telling me that um, they get eight weeks of vacation a year. Sure. Uh, no matter, no matter kind of what position you're in, obviously some, you know, higher positions and maybe higher stress positions get a little bit more, but everybody like, just say you, you, you know, have a, um, no matter what job you have, you get a minimum of eight weeks a year. And I was like, wow, that's, that's impressive. You know, and, and, and on top of that, I think in France, they only have six hour work days now. Oh, wow. Wow. So there's, but here's the, here's the issue though, is I read an article and they were, uh, there's a bunch of European business owners that have, um, have their businesses also set up in the States and they, they love their stateside, uh, companies because the stateside companies basically make up the majority of their profits for the rest of their organizations throughout the rest of the world, because Americans pride themselves in the burnout for some reason or other. And so they work so many more hours, they have less days off than their European counterparts. But then that goes to another article you read where, where the happiest people live and, and none of them are here. Hmm. According yeah. to that study, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of a sign right there, you know? <laughs> uh, I remember watching this uh, YouTube guy. His name is uh, Paulo from Tokyo. And he's, and he kind of goes about like uh, the day, the, a day in the life of a certain kind of worker. And for the most part, uh, well, this is in Japan, by the way, uh, almost all of them, they work from like five to like 10 o'clock at night. So, I mean, we're talking like 15 hour days, but they get breaks in between their shift like they can take a nap they can go run errands they got like exercises in their vacation time they actually give a shit about these guys um uh, mvp i remember you were mentioning to me um some time ago about how like non-smokers get like all that they get some extra vacation time because they don't um yeah japan implemented a so if you're a non-smoker you get an extra week of vacation than everyone else who's who does smoke and the reason being was these 
corporate executives there were basically saying smokers take, you know, they did the math out and whatever else, but basically all the breaks and stuff that smokers take apart from the non-smokers equates to about an extra week of time off. So there's an, Hey, incentive. And the incentive was let's, let's reduce the amount of people who smoke by incentivizing an additional week of pay. So a lot of people smoke like, Oh, I want, I want an extra week. So they, they would, they would quit smoking or at least quit smoking at work and uh, mm-hmm. to get that additional week of pay. So I thought that was pretty, pretty neat. Because you got to right. think about it, like here, I, I, I've worked with guys in the past that who never smoked, but just to get a few extra breaks during the day because of the burnout, they would, they pick up smoking. So, so to get more time off, they picked up a bad habit that that's killing them. You get what I'm saying? Like, holy, what kind of, what kind of nonsense is that? Right. And then, then, then we can, then we know if we can flip the script on the other side of it, right? Like there's, there's burnout for not doing anything, you know, especially uh, over the past year, there's a lot of individuals who didn't have a job or lost their job or had a really productive job that write them, read, wrote them to the wall. And then now they're doing nothing. And I, I can attest you can burn, you can get burned out from doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> and then just like, I have no idea what to do with my hands. Like most people are productive to a certain degree, right? They have certain things they like to do every day or whatever else, but you know, you take away all that stuff. And all they can do is stare at the wall or you can only watch so much Netflix at one time. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I understand that, too. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. Having, you know, been unemployed for the greater part of a year, almost year and a half now, it's um, it's hard to sit there and do nothing. And then luckily, I've had the podcast since August to keep me busy. But yeah, those first few months were like watching paint dry and going from like expecting to work. Well, and I was coming off the winter time when it was slower anyways. So, you know, now I'm getting ready to ramp up and, oh, well, now there's no work for the next however long. We thought it was two weeks or two months and that turned into well, it two, two more months. Flatten and, the curve. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was, and then it just kept getting longer and longer. But, but yeah, it's, uh, th- like I said, those first few, first few months were, were rough. Yeah, I can imagine. So, and then to it, right. So let's just say, okay, I can't go to work because of COVID. But it wasn't it wasn't just work you couldn't do. It was I can't go to the movies. I can't go to the gym. I can't go hang out with friends. I can't go out to eat. But also adding to that stress, uh, you're not working. So there's no money coming in. So you're also trying to live as frugally as possible to try to make next month's rent. Because guess what didn't stop the bills, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And and then, uh, you know, like you're, so you're, you're walking, you're, you're having work related stress, but you're not working. And I was like, uh, just walking on eggshells, trying to re like live out the apocalypse prep and to see how well you really did prepare yourself for an emergency. You know, and you realize like that was only meant to last you maybe like a month, two months at best. And then the, all the little controls or safety nets that would have helped if, if you did run into this kind of wall, it's all being stretched too thin because everyone else is doing it. And then you're just getting fried for, for not knowing and then not doing anything about not able to do anything about it. And then whatever you would you usually use for your stress relief. Oh, that's gone too. Like, Oh my God, I'm burning well, know, from three ends now. <laughs> I know for, for my own personal self over the last year, year and a half, <clears throat> I was fortunate enough to have a job the entire, the entire time, but not everyone at those places, um, stayed at work. They sent a lot of people to work from home or whatever else. I just happened to be in a position where you had to show up. And so you're also having to cover for the people who are, I'm air quoting here, working from home, right? Like, right. well, they're not here. So you have to do their stuff. I'm like, well, aren't they supposed to email that to us? Yeah. But you know, we have this meeting, so they, they can't, uh, they obviously aren't going to show up for it. So we got to cover their slack. I'm like, this is, 
So you get burned out from that too. Like, well, they're sitting at home doing nothing and I'm sure they're having a hard time or whatever else, but like I'm over here also having to cover for them and I'm not getting any additional pay for this. And, you know, and they just say, well, just do it for the betterment of the company. But again, that goes back to that dangling carrot in front of you. You know, you're essential, you're critical. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that only lasts for so long. And I'm sure we all seen the SpongeBob meme where he's got his hands on his hip and it says, I'm essential. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's guys at work now that have that shirt. It says I'm essential, but essentials are spelled all all fucked up you know what i mean and it's got that spongebob on it and they wear they wear it around to work and i'm like oh it's classic you know but but uh that just goes to show you how people really feel Mm -hmm. i remember uh uh, looking through our social media platforms and uh this one uh listener commented on one of our posts he says like they asked me to do overtime every day and every single day i just say no like they can beg me, plead me, threaten me. They can, uh, they can even try to fire me. But since they're so understaffed, I don't think it's happened yet. <laughs> so like, I wanted to laugh so much. Well, and, and why would they? I mean, that's just going to make their problem worse. And why make your situation worse by doing it for the quote unquote betterment of the company? That doesn't serve you any good unless they're offering you extra vacation time or, you know, other bonuses other than overtime because it's going to get taxed like crazy then then why do it don't put yourself through it right that's what yeah. i said increase my rate of uh time off accrual you know yeah. from what it is like increase that because i was like hey for every hour of overtime you work you get two hours of vacation time or something like dude you're gonna have people signing up left and right for a tea like oh let me work let me work uh three hours of overtime every day this week you know <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you're going to, you're going to get people doing that. Cause like, cool, man, in that one week, I'm going to get, I'm going to get like two weeks worth of vacation built up. Like that's, that's a great way to look at it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but you gotta, you, people got to start doing little changes here and there. When you notice the burnout's coming, at least for me, like if I see it's coming, I try to make small changes throughout my day or give me something to look forward to. Um, just to just to try to offset that stave it off as much as possible. Do you guys do the same thing? Yeah, to a point. Uh I I just kind of see it as okay, just like try to try to take your coffee at the at the moment where you know you'll get tired and then just like start planning out things for when you do get time off, right? So like at least you have something to look forward to because if you just kind of zombie it throughout the day, you're just you can actually get burned off from just just being on autopilot too. <laughs> so Yeah, I kind of um, I kind of, I know six, you and I have had this conversation offline, but that's kind of how I feel when you're, when you really unfulfilled in what you're doing, like you feel that really what you're doing is not critical to program success. And you're sort of feel like you're just a body filling a, a slot. Um, that makes for, makes for long days. Right. Like you're, you're just a number, like take a number and wait in line. That's really what it all feels like, oh, okay, I guess, right? When you're just a, you're just a digit on the wall. I'm like, well, what, what's my incentive for wanting to do more, right? Oh, well, at least you got a you got a job and you're getting paid. Like, cool, but at some point, I don't care. And your program, your revenue, or whatever it is, is gonna feel it too. So take your take your pick. Which one? Which one do you care about more? And yeah. I remember hearing this a lot. Almost everywhere I went, it, they say we'll catch you on the back end. And that's probably like the, the biggest dangling carrot of all time, in my opinion, oh, yeah. just cause like, oh, if you do work extra hard, we'll catch you on the back end or we'll, we'll, we'll cut your overtime by have, giving you a day off. Right. So you, you work the overtime hours, but you get, but they'll work those overtime hours into your, into the following week. So you don't have to work a day or something like that. 
I can't remember what the term is, but I just call it cutting overtime. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I if if I actually claimed all the steak dinners that I am owed from my job, uh, I wouldn't pay for a dinner for a month. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say you you would have like really high cholesterol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, going on to that, right, as far as catching from the back end, there used to be this program uh, the military had. It's called 90, 90 Day for a 96, which pretty much means like if you have, if, we, if the unit goes 90 days without any kind of alcohol-related incident for 90 straight days, we'll get a four-day weekend. And it's usually supposed to be the week they hit the 90 days. So say like uh, Sunday was the 90 days or Friday was the 90 days then they'll have a four-day weekend directly after that. And it used to be like this big, um, this big deal where like, we'll have like the end of, end of week uh, brief, like, oh, hey, by the way, we hit 90 days. So four-day weekend, everybody. I'm like, oh my God, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that can be kind of a bad thing too, because when you get a four-day weekend, it gives you more incentive to drink. But, <laughs> but at least, you know, like if you go 90 days clean, not a single problem, then you get a four-day weekend. Then, um, we had I had this one unit where they were going on nine hundred almost nine hundred days of ninety days for ninety six, and <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it was like freaking a first for the military. I don't think I've ever seen a single unit go that high ever. And I was like, wow, you guys must get forty weekends like it's cool. I'm like, no, we don't. I'm like what? It's like yeah, oh well, yeah, it says nine hundred days, but we have not taken a single weekend out of those nine hundred days. I'm like, fuck, really? I'm like yeah, because. They always keep telling us like, oh, we always got this mission to do. We got this operation to do. We have this flight to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so they keep saying, we'll catch you on the back end. We'll catch you on the back end. Oh, hey, we'll comp you on the next go or something like that. Some kind of velvet knife, euthanization kind of thing, just to kind of shut you up to keep you going. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one day they decided to, um, we were, there were almost like 1000 days, which I think is the f- a first time for the military ever. And a bunch of us used to j- uh, joke around and say like, well, if we hit 1000, that's going to be like the first time in military history. We should like mark this day as a win for the U S military. And we should get like a week off because that never happened ever. And as soon as we said that they ended that program altogether, they just said no more 90 days for 96. We're going to work because work needs to get done. And you guys can take your time off when there's a there's an established holiday or you guys can take uh paid time off. And so every if there's one thing that could kill a person's mood or kill a whole group's mood is to tell them that their earned time off that day somehow rated is now worthless. So yep. So instant uh destruction of morale, instant destruction of give a fucktitude, if you guys if that's a word, that should be one now. Give a fucktitude. <laughs> just just went straight to the just went straight into the trash. And then that very weekend, drug pops, alcohol pops, uh, police blotters, all the lore. Because at, when when you get told that they don't give a fuck about your time, people are going to turn around and say, well, I don't give a fuck about yours. So they're going to just do whatever the fuck they want. Well, yeah, think about that. Like, there's probably, it might have been several guys like, yeah, I'm going to re-enlist. And then when that happened, they're like, fuck this. And they drop paperwork. You know what I mean? Like, I'm out. I'm getting out of this shit. Yeah. So imagine Shoreline with your, with your uh, steak idea. Like, oh, hey, so we owe you like uh, 40 steak dinners. But we're just going to take that and give you like, we're just going to sprinkle like $100 to your paycheck. How's that sound? Like, what? No, it doesn't equate to the time that I've 
given you. Yeah, it's like well, I, I'm pretty sure I don't know where you're eating, but a steak dinner costs way more than than a hundred bucks worth, <laughs> you know. Yeah, or twenty steak dinners doesn't equal a hundred bucks. Yeah, well, steak dinners at Golden Golden Corral. <laughs> 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 right? It's not even a steak. It's like some it's like some TV dinner shit. It's you a, know, like it's a piece yeah. of piece of tire tread that they fried and put in a skillet with some butter and time <laughs> right <laughs> they they use like the leftover grease from some other some other real food and just kind of gave it flavor <laughs> form here's into your, a form into a steak shape <laughs> here's your here's your hungry man uh microwave dinner oh thanks friend I, i'm so glad I, I busted ass for this yeah god you're so great i love you <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me it's like uh for me when i get to those those points and, and because we've all been burned so much, I don't expect anything anymore. And like even even existing current places or in, in a couple of the past ones, be like, no, 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 we're going to do this, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, OK, whatever. And they're like, what do you mean, whatever? I was like, I, I'll believe it when I see it. I said, you can tell me anything you want to tell me. And I have to take it at face value because I've just been let down so many times that I don't expect you to follow through with it either. And and and, and I'm right. Nothing's nothing's been followed through with yet. So. It's, it's kind of one of those like, oh, you know, but that's the unfortunate part is we're all getting to that point in the workforce where we're where the carrot means nothing anymore. So we're like, OK, well, we're just going to do us then and you guys can deal with it. Right. Or like uh, all the positive sayings, like we're going to do things different. We're changing things up. Uh, we're going to give you guys the time off you deserve. All that shit just turns into funny memes now. Right. That's like the work equivalent of saying this is my sports team's year this year. You know, <laughs> yeah, like they're going to win it this year. That's that's like the work equivalent of that. Like, yeah, I, I don't see it happening. We're kind of been like 0 and 5 for like the past everything. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So m my advice to people is just take the time when you when you feel like you need it, you know, take your vacations. Don't let it like like my own father had six weeks of vacations a year and he might have taken one yeah. for yeah. as long as I can remember. Like if I had six weeks of vacation a year, oh, I'd be taking all that, right. all that, and yeah. then some if I could. <laughs> like, can I take it in one shot? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but but you know, it's talk, talk, talking to the listeners, you know, it's take your time. Um, if you wake up that day and your heart just is not in it to win it, the the worst thing you can do for yourself is to put yourself in the car, drive miserable to work, be miserable all day at work, bringing down other people who are probably miserable themselves, and then you can just hate fuel one another. So hmm. then to just drive home and be miserable and then snap at your family, do all this stuff because it was just such an un, unsatisfactory day for you. Just if you wake up and you ain't feeling it, hey, hey I ain't coming in today. I just I got some things I need to do. Right. Nail, nail on the head on that. Like if you're if you, you know, when you're hitting the wall where you just can't go anymore, just take a day to reset or do whatever it takes for you to reset. Deload, decompress, de-stress, whatever. It's kind of hard to do so in times like this, especially when things are still in on the low side of being positive. But whatever you can do to get to gain to gain that momentum back, because if you're just going to keep on screeching and, and riding the brakes or or melting the brakes, eventually you're going to run away and, and something a lot worse is going to happen. Yeah, I got to say uh, thank you to you six and to uh, to my wife, uh, Kool-Aid. I think that was what we were calling her. Anyways, um, because uh, you guys have recently been, you know, big promoters like, yeah, just call out, just call out, just call. Because I was not raised that way. It's one of those like, oh, no matter how sucky it is, you just have to grit your teeth and deal with it. Hardy, mm -hmm. har, har. Hardy. And that's what I've been doing. But but you guys have uh, you guys have been pushing me to uh, 
to use my time and this and that. And, and, uh, I've done that recently and, uh, it was, it was time well spent. I'll say that. I mean, got to practice what you preach, man. Like we've, we've all been there when we just rolled the dirt or rolled it to the dirt. And it's like, this is going to be for the better. Oh, I'm just going to save it for something better. And like, sometimes man, like the save for the better is only going to happen when you decide it's going to happen. Like you can't, you can't, uh, wait for time to happen. You got to make it yourself. And, uh, I'm sure Shoreline, my, uh, myself and, and, uh, and Cooley can attest, man, like, if you wait for someone to tell you to take time off, it's not going to come like ever. And no matter how much you give, there always, there's always going to be a tank that's going to be needing to get filled. So you gotta, you gotta know when your when your gas tank is running empty. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. If you're expecting work to make you um, happy, you're going to be unhappy a lot. And that reminds me, my sister uh, recently told me an expression, expectations ruin happiness. She goes, if you expect your work or whatever to fulfill the things that they've said, you're, you're just, you're just going to end up unhappy the whole time. You're just going to end up let down. So expectations ruin happiness. So do whatever you got to do to make you happy. You know, you got to take care of my mom always said, you got to take care of number one first. And then once you get number one taken care of everybody else, everybody else gets brought up with it. Cause you're feeling good about yourself. And then you end up bringing up your spouse, your kids, your all, you know, friends and all that. Or you just end up, you know, subtly or subliminally elevating everyone else that you are around. Yep. Absolutely. Final thoughts, uh, shortly. Just take care of yourself. Don't allow yourself to get burnt out. Don't allow companies to take advantage of you. And, and when you are, when you're feeling it, take your time, take your time off, take your vacation time, do whatever you can do to make time for yourself and, and your family. And that is something that I too have struggled with. So uh, not looking to do that anymore. Right. Don't, don't suffer. In, don't suffer in silence. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. There's a reason why that is such an ongoing saying is because if you don't say something or you don't do something about it, nothing's going to get done. Don't, don't be the one to suffer in silence. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, everybody else is getting what they want and you're, you're the only one still, still there plugging away. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying don't do a good job and don't avoid work and don't whatever do, do your job with, uh, with giving it your all as much as you can, but remember that the company will take everything from you and give you nothing in return other than what they're obligated to legally. So I'll just leave it at that. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Appreciate it, everybody. It was a little, little, uh, slower, lower episode, but, uh, all stuff that needed to be discussed. We'd like to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to keep producing episodes, bring on guests, and keep Shoreline ever to happy to produce our show. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Stephanie Boltman, Jenny Dignan, Ryan Frushauer, Daniel Schubert, and Steven Shivers. Thank you all, our patrons, so much for all your support and again, your patronage. If you have ideas, topics, or stories for the show, or you would like to be a guest on the show, Visit cancelformaintenance.com and drop us a line on our contact us section. We will do whatever we can to get you and or your ideas onto the show. Check out our sponsor, Rockwell Time, for all sorts of outdoors and sporting apparel such as watches, safety-rated sunglasses, and snowboarding goods. Visit rockwelltime.com, use code CX4MX, and save 10% off your purchases. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cancelformaintenance. 
patronage again allows us to continue making episodes and maintain our gear. Patrons also get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord and discounts to our upcoming merch.